Hello, Tane. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am good. Very tired, but you know, we move. (laughs) (laughs) We move. Yes. Summer is slowly springing up on us. Yeah. Like, honestly, for us here, it's been unusually cold (laughs) for this time of year. Like, it's been in the 70s and it's been raining a lot, which I haven't really ever seen here. But I know from next week, we're back to the pits of hell. So, yeah, summer is definitely around the corner. Yeah. On my end, we keep going back and forth between... Well, it's not more cold. It's more windy than anything, like (laughs) severe wind. And then it gets really hot because I took a walk the other day the other day and I actually had to stop because I got lightheaded I was probably I probably dehydrated but it just got really hot we've been like in the 70s um lower 80s oh okay yeah but it goes back and forth then one day it's cold and then it's raining a lot too but it is rainy season so yes you know you know what I can't complain because I've been watching my London friends on Instagram because they just got out of their third lockdown so they're allowed to eat in restaurants now, but only outdoor dining. <laughs> and people are literally in coats and scarves, shivering outside just so they can eat at a restaurant. I'm like, is it that deep? <laughs> is it really that and deep? And I guess it is. Oh. I, and the one thing I've learned is like, well, I shouldn't say that because Americans are the same way. Because I was just like, people in the UK, they don't mess with their going outside. No. <laughs> they, they've just been like, they act like they've been like in jail. Yeah, they're on parole right now. <laughs> they really have been. Do you know what? I can't even hate because we all know, especially in the south, like lockdown was kind of a myth anyway. So yeah. they really have been on lockdown. So honestly, you know what? Let me be nice. I can't blame them. <laughs> they really have been let out. But I would just like not to sit in the cold English weather. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. It could always be worse. Yeah. So this week's episode one, episode four already. And it's called Boy, Girl, Boy, Girl. And actually, let me give a brief recap and then I could <laughs> talk about my feelings about this episode. But um, Carrie dates a bisexual man. Miranda feels crowded in her relationship with Steve. Charlotte is photographed for a gender-bending photo shoot. And Samantha is at odds with her new personal assistant. I feel like this is becoming like a recurring theme, but season three so far is just not doing it for me. I don't know. I feel like there's something missing and I can't put my finger on it. What do you think? It's a dud. Like it's too early to call, but it seems like, you know how when you talk about TV shows and you're like, oh, what was your favorite season? What was your least favorite season? Mm -hmm. I feel like rewatching it now, I want to say season three, but I also don't know what's waiting for us in four. I think I know what to expect in six, so probably not six. But um, that was the final season. So three mm-hmm. is just not, like, I don't even think I've had an episode where I'm just like, okay, like, yeah, this was, it's just, it's like a lot of cut and paste and making it work. Yes. Square into a circle or something. I don't know. You like, know what it thought, feels like? Almost like background noise. You know? You know yeah. when you just put something on just to have something on to do? Yeah. Yeah, it's like nothing is grabbing me. And I don't know what is going on because clearly there are loads of storylines they could be telling, but I don't know what is going on, guys. Like, we always know that Charlotte has ridiculous storylines, but, but I'm, this might even take the cake over when she had a dog to replace a man or the horse because <laughs> I just didn't know what this was. Yes. What was and I know you said it tent? before with Samantha and her useless storylines, but they're being extra useless after all this season they're not even trying with her <laughs> like so yeah so it's just been a i mean and also like we're gonna get into it but it's also like how every other episode or every now and then we they say something that we're like oh this this didn't age well mm. this episode was one long this did not age well yes. I'm going to say, let's just get that out of the way before we, otherwise every sentence I'm going to be like, ooh, this didn't age well, because yeah, <laughs> just just go in knowing the whole episode did not age well, so yes, it did <laughs> that's not. like the bare but, minimum. But before you start, I do have a question for you and your HBO. Are you able to skip intro? Because I find that I can't skip intro in season three. Uh, do you know what? Yeah, you're right. You're right. 
I actually didn't notice, but you're right. I haven't seen the skip intro option. Oh, okay. I thought I had to update something because it's like now I have to sit through the, you know how we've had the discussion where I don't like intros. I would skip intro every single time, but I could not find it for nothing. And then the other thing is like first world problems. Usually like with HBO, if you're watching something, you you come down to it and it tells you your next episode is, this doesn't tell me my next episode. It's just (laughs) on episode one and I have to go search. I even went through each episode and pretended like I rewatched it and fast forwarded and let the credits roll through one, two, three, and still it just showed episode one. So Do you know what? my mouth is open because I literally did the same thing today because I realized mine is stuck on the season two finale. So you know how it always says continue watching. It's always yeah. a season two, so I always have to physically go in find scenes and I'm like this is I know it's like not a big deal but like you said first world problems it's just really irritating and okay. I was like did I not watch through the credits like there's something wrong maybe we need to update our apps who knows <laughs> but yeah it's, it's happening it's, for me as well okay because I just thought it was me because I'm just like uh what is happening mine's like on the tv which automatically updates yeah Android TV, but I might need to look into that because it's just really it's not like a huge inconvenience it's just really yeah, it's, it's a first but, problem. Okay, that's good. Sorry, to know. guys. <laughs> like, you're hearing about the ins and outs of our HBO subscriptions and TVs. <laughs> so let's get into the episode. So we start off with our dearly beloved Carrie Bradshaw, and she once again tells us how special New Yorkers are and how they're the most jaded people in the world, and that they've done everything and they've seen it all. So they're not impressed, obviously, by everything, by anything. And then we then segue to Charlotte. Um, she's got a new gallery show and all the ladies and Stanford are there to support. And the exhibit is called Drag Queens by a photographer called Baird Johnson. And I know I get on the names, but I generally think this is the dumbest name yet. Because what the hell is a Baird? Like, really? It's not B-A-I-R-D. <laughs> and I was like, uh, okay, whatever. <laughs> They just just do too much. But <laughs> I wrote Dumb's name yet. <laughs> so anyway, he um his he's uh like I said the photographer and it's an exhibit of photographs of women made to look like men. And just objectively, I'm like I don't think this man's pictures are even good because they're all like wow this is so interesting. I'm like there's nothing special about these photographs beyond the subject matter. <laughs> Well, I, I, don't I think you have to look at it on a curve from 2000 <laughs> to now. Yeah. It's kind of like trying to judge someone's makeup from back then to yes. now. Everything's yes, yes. You're right. You're right. By the way, that was 21 years ago. Oh my gosh, we're old. But Stop. Stop. Mind blowing. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it was 21 years ago. But who? Anyway, so they're all apparently shocked and fascinated by women dressing up as men. And while they're admiring the pics, Baird, sorry, comes over to say hello. And Charlotte is clearly very flustered in his presence as she kind of runs off. I was a bit confused (laughs) by that bit. But then the ladies confront Charlotte about her odd behavior. And she admits that Baird makes her nervous and she's too chicken to make the first move. Um, Sorry, do you mind if I go back? Yes, sure. Into stuff. So when they were talking about the pictures, because Carrie had done the lead-in with the whole nothing really shocks them, and this is so this, and then we get mm-hmm. to see the picture. And it's just so funny because to me, I just thought of that Instagram filter where, you know, you could put your face if you're a woman, and then it makes you look like a man. Yes! Oh so my I was gosh. like, yeah, it's funny how the things change. Like, this was so shocking, because she was like, nothing can shock us, New York. They even showed a naked woman serving drinks yes. in the restaurant and blah, blah, blah. And then this was so shocking. And I'm like, to us, that's just a filter right now. Yep. And so, guys, the woman was naked, naked, like vag out and everything. I was just like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so, and also, and while they were talking about it and drag queens and drag, I just thought about it because I think Samantha and Miranda made mention about something about a drag king. And I'm like, why is there really more of a world where there's a drag king? 
why is it more drag queens? Well, I can't say it on air. I have my reasons because men will always insert themselves anywhere, but <laughs> okay, that's PC to say. But but yeah, yeah, I just thought it was really interesting that you know there's there's a whole drag queen culture, but there's not like a whole drag king culture because whoever it was Samantha Miranda made that comment, and I was like, huh, that's actually true. It is. It's true, actually. Hmm. I guess that's what made the whole exhibit special, maybe at the time. But actually, now you mentioned the Instagram filter, all of Bear's pictures literally look like women with that Instagram yeah. filter on. <laughs> pretty damn much. Yeah. And I love she Charlotte's did. dress. I think she looked really pretty. Yes. And she had her hair in some interesting winglets, but I feel like it works for her. I don't know. It's very yeah. young, but it worked for her. But yes, yeah, so we then go to Miranda. Um, she's gone home and then she finds Steve in her apartment, kind of just vegging out on her couch, watching basketball, and he's ordered them some Chinese food. And she's a bit like, hmm, to see him there. She wasn't expecting to see him, but they eventually end up having sex. And I also like just not even jumping ahead, but kind of jumping ahead. Like Miranda and Sue's storyline for me <laughs> resonated the most this whole episode. I found it the most interesting because I have a real problem <laughs> with people being in my space all the time. And I felt like this whole episode, I really felt what Miranda was going through because I don't know. I'm weird about like, I don't like when people drop by unexpectedly. I don't like people just there when I'm not expecting them to be there. Are you are you like that or no? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I always say that I was that kind of person. In fact, I always used to tell all my friends that if I ever got married, I would have to live with my husband ahead of time because I don't like people in my space. I get anxious when people come to visit and things like that. But I feel like I've said this on the podcast before, but when I did get married, that was not even the top of my problems. So <laughs> I don't know the answer to the question. Before I got married, it was a huge thing, sharing my space, someone being in it. But when I did have to share my space, it wasn't an issue. So I don't know what yeah. the answer is. <laughs> I guess it's always an issue until you find a person you want to be with, right? Like all the time. <laughs> and then yeah. it becomes easier, maybe. Maybe, because I literally used to, oh, this is the thing about being a human being and an overthinker when you're thinking about problems that haven't happened yet. I actually used to also think about, oh my God, our laundry basket is going to be different. Can I have things in set? Like, it, not even a blip when the reality came to it. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I, I, I feel like I sound silly. No, I, I don't think it's silly at all because literally that's what plays my thoughts every day. <laughs> every night but anyway it is what it is (laughs) so we then cut to Carrie who is dating a new guy called he's he's 26 guys called Sean and he's played by Eddie Cahill I don't know if you know him he's one of those actors that you guys you all know his face he he's been like NCIS CSI he's always on a network tv show somewhere but for sexual city standards he asked me you don't know if I know him so insulted I mean, you said you don't watch network TV, like, procedurals. And I feel like yes, you always had a procedural. Also, yeah. Fun fact, Eddie Cat. I, I don't know if it's Cahill or Cahill. Cahill. Okay. Cahill. But Eddie Cahill is also famously known for playing the same role as a younger guy in Friends. He played Tag, and he was Rachel's assistant. Yeah. And they got into trouble for that. So I just thought it was hilarious that I wonder if in that time of his life he was typecast. Maybe just a younger guy, but yeah, he's definitely typecast now. <laughs> I would say, I feel like he's, I think he's just trying to pay his mortgage, so any yeah. role he'll take it. Hey, mm-hmm. I'm not knocking it, those long ass CSI, NCIS, whatever they pay, so <laughs> and you have job security, so hey, get it where you can fit in. So, yeah, um, they he's taking her ice skating for their third date. And I'm sorry, Carrie looks so ridiculous in this scene because, guys, she's, like, puffing away at a cigarette while, like, trying to skate at the same time. And you can tell she thinks it's cute, but I'm just like, girl, I don't know what it is. <laughs> do you feel, do you get that, like, impression of Carrie this season? It's like she's really trying to be, like, young and flirty and cute and it's just not working. 
I think it's been there all along. Like, Carrie just thinks everything she does is cute. But it's yeah. funny you mentioned that because I was like, Carrie really would smoke anywhere. I don't think I realized her smoking in the first watch was, like, this intense. But she smokes. Put her in Everywhere. any situation. She'll bring mm-hmm. out her secret. So. She does not care. And you know what? I know you said it a few episodes ago that she's got the deadest sense of humor. But for some reason, this episode, she kept laughing at like, she kept like saying random lines and then <laughs> laughing at herself. I'm just like, girl, you're not funny. Like, she always has a dead one liner. I'm sorry, Carrie. I yeah. thought I was going to be nicer to Carrie, but <laughs> she's not making it easy for me, guys. She's not making it easy. So anyway, they um they take a break from their terrible skating, and then she says he asks her like the typical third date question, which I was like, okay, girl. Uh, he asked her when her last serious relationship was. To me, that's like a first date question. But anyway, and <laughs> once again, she freaks out just like she did with um was what was his name Bill the senator yeah yeah. yeah. She gets, like, this really weird look on her face and goes silent. And I'm just like, are you going to do this all the time? Because this is getting weird now. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) If you can't even talk about it, maybe you shouldn't be dating Carrie. But anyway. And she then asks him about his last relationships. And he casually mentions that he's dated a man before. And she gets, like, a freaked out look on her face. And he's like, oh, is it a problem? And she's like, oh, no, it isn't. Even though, come on, even Ray Charles could see that it's a problem. (laughs) (laughs) And then we then cut to them all at lunch. And Carrie announces to them that Sean is bisexual. Like, dun, dun, dun. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, Carrie, clearly this is a problem for you. Because they go on and on and on about how the sexes are all confused now. And... Blah, blah, blah. And this was all just an exercise in didn't age well. <laughs> and then, you know, it was, but it also made me laugh because I'm like, if she's saying when did the sexes get all confused, like imagine now yes. where things are more fluid and we have like, you know, the whole issues about bathrooms and the mm-hmm. whole you know, non-binary and, you know, they, them, where some people are getting used to that. So imagine mm-hmm. being just confused that someone is bisexual. So what yes. now? <laughs> And, okay, I don't know if you got this. Maybe it was just me. I just feel like from the tidbits we've heard about them, like how Carrie was in college and whatever, I kind of find I found it a bit unrealistic by how freaked out she was about it. Was it just me? Did you get that? No, I did not get that. And the only reason I did not get that is because I think they're okay when it's not personal. Uh, but okay. now that it's personal Carrie is already I don't know when you see Carrie you don't think insecure but Carrie is in some way insecure she's e- oh, she is. she's easily intimidated mm-hmm. so all she's hearing is not all oh, your sexuality how does this affect me does that mean I'm gonna have to compete does that mean yeah. I'm gonna blah, blah, blah. so I wasn't really you know, so as long as anybody else, like if Stanford came to her, I'm dating a bisexual, she'd be like, oh, that's cool. Like, you know, love is yeah. love. It is. But when it comes to her, it's then a different she story. Yeah. Mm, that's a really good point, actually. That is a very, and you're right about them all being very insecure. <laughs> Apart from <laughs> Samantha, I do actually think they're all insecure. <laughs> Apart from Samantha. Yeah. So, like, um, we're not surprised by Charlotte's stance. No. So. <laughs> not at all. So, yeah, she goes on and on, and then she's like, oh, she realizes that she does have a problem with dating a bi man. And my point is, Carrie, I don't know how many times I have to tell you. If you have a problem with it, why do you continue to see him? Like, I don't understand. She'll, like, build up this whole thing in her head all the time, and then she'll still continue to date the person. Like, come on, like, grow a pair. But anyway. (laughs) Yeah, because she did have a good point. Mm Mm-hmm. As to why she didn't want to date a bisexual man, because she mentions that back in college, she did date bisexual men, but they always ended up with men. Yeah. So that's fair. If that's your personal experience and you don't want to do it and you're kind of, but like none, like you just said, just don't do it. Why do you say fine if it's not fine for you? Because at the end of the day, everyone should date. Who they want to be in a relationship that they're comfortable with, regardless exactly. of it doesn't have to be just their sexuality, just anything in general. Have your standards mm-hmm. and stick to it. 
Yeah, exactly. And it's just, for me, it's just like two things back to back. It was the same thing with the senator. He wanted to pee on you. You clearly had an issue with it and you pretended to think about it. And now we have this. I'm just over it. You know what I mean? I can't believe she opened her mouth and said I could dribble warm warm tea. Oh my God. Instead of, she'd rather say something that stupid than say, no, I won't. Mm And also, Carrie, men are not running out, especially not in New York. And you get hit on daily. Like, it's not that deep. So, anyway, she goes home and gives us her nonsensical question of the episode. <laughs> if we can take the best of the other sex and make it our own, has the opposite sex become obsolete? My answer is no. I don't know about you. I just thought it was a dumb <laughs> question. It's a dumb question, so no. Yes, as um, usual. But to be fair, there are a few people whom I actually say yes it is, where they think that gender is just a construct. Yeah, I I know that some people think gender is a social. I mean, I don't think it is, but hey, it is what it is. Oh, my 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 silver lining in the whole scene is that Samantha's hair is back. Whatever was going on in the first things or whatever, her hair is back. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Thank you. You know what? I actually thought about you because Samantha looks so good this episode. I'm like, whoo! Whoever she pissed off, she must have made a (laughs) mess. She must have made amends because, girl. So, yeah, we then cut to Samantha, actually, speaking of Samantha, and she is on the phone bitching to, I don't know, a recruiter or something about them not sending her good candidates for an assistant. And then a young, good-looking, I guess, for this. Actually, no, for Sex and the City standards, yes, he was good-looking. And <laughs> it's all on a curve, guys, because you already know how I feel. But actually, I do think Eddie Cahill was very good looking, Sean. Yeah. But um, yeah, he enters Samantha's office and applies for the job. And she basically looks at him in her Samantha way, like she wants to eat him up and hires him on the spot. And I was like, oh, girl, well, you know what? I just, I know we said it, everything with Samantha is always just, just teetering on the edge of the line. Because, yep. yeah, this could be harassment, Samantha. But anyway, so we then go to Charlotte. She's doing paperwork at the gallery when Baird <laughs> stops by to pick up his check um, for one of his paintings. And then he tells Charlotte, paintings, sorry, photographs. And he tells Charlotte that he'd love to photograph her um, in drag. And she's like, oh, no, like, she just can't imagine like ever being able to do that but (laughs) sorry some of the lines in this episode were so cheesy I just rolled my eyes he basically like bears that every woman has a man inside of them then looks at her and he's like come on be a man and I was like oh girl I'm sure whoever wrote that line was like yes I I did that We then go back to Sean and Carrie, who are... Oh, wait, sorry. Mm-hmm. When I, Speaking of the lines that were bad, there was one line that really made me roll my eyes when Charlotte is like, no, I can't be a man. I'm really bad at math. I can't change a tire to save my life. I'm like, yeah. forget the tire part. Like, it's just, I'm really bad at math. Like, yes. whoever wrote it actually thought that only men are good at... What does the... Ugh. That's that, just, that was so... Yeah, I'm sorry guys, I'm trying to be positive But there was so much just dumb fuckery This episode It just, yeah, it's just not worth it But yes um, We then go back to Sean and Carrie They're at a new club called Hair Which she says is so trendy that even she Hasn't heard of it yet And I'm like, you guys are in two very different age brackets But okay <laughs> So they're sitting at a table Making out And he like looks over her head and she turns to look at where he's looking, and there's a man and a woman are like standing together. So she's like, "Okay, which one of them were you checking out?" And he's like, uh, "Neither. I was just looking for the bathroom." <laughs> and she looks as dumb as she must feel, and she apologizes and she says, "Like the whole buy thing is like throwing her for a loop." And he's like look it's okay he gets it he's like not gay he just happened to have been in a relationship with a guy before he's bi like he's told you like yeah anyway I I know I keep beating a dead horse but Carrie if you're not comfortable with it it's not that deep 
he actually handles it really well. I'd have yeah. He does. I feel like if this was real life, I would have told him to bounce. Like, it's not worth the headache. But anyway, um, we then cut to them back at Carrie's apartment and they are lying on the floor. Clearly, they've just had sex next to each other. And then she, because she can't let it go, it's Carrie. She asks him if she kisses better than a man. And he's like, yeah, sure. He, she kisses better than any man he's ever made out with. And of course, I had to think of you, too. Yep. <laughs> About Sarah Jessica Parker's kissing skills. <laughs> you see, I really hate you telling me that because I've never been able to unsee it. How she to was be, mad awkward. To, to be fair, I, I wasn't getting on her kissing skills. It was just her love scenes are just aggressive kissing. Because yeah. contrast, we saw Miranda earlier with Steve. That mm-hmm. is a love scene. Like, that yes, girl yes. is in there. It's fake, but, you know... It seems yeah. realistic. Hers, her sheets are over her head. I'm exaggerating. Is that, no, her all the sheets way are always like fucking yeah. super glued to her armpits. Yeah. <laughs> and it's basically just aggressive kissing. And we're supposed yeah. to, and for a show called Sex and the City, by the time you see Charlotte, you see Samantha, <laughs> and you get this, I'm like, what? What's the point? Just imply yes. sex. Let's not go through this. So, yeah. <laughs> and then he then asked her how he measures up with all the men that she's kissed, as she says he's definitely in the top 2% and then because again she can't let it go and she's like, do you prefer a hot guy to a hot girl and he's basically like, please (laughs) just let it go and then they end up having sex yeah, I'm just like guy, run for your life, okay (laughs) go where you're, you're not gonna have to explain your choices every five minutes like I just find things like that exhausting I think relationships are hard enough that you can't spend the majority of your relationship trying to justify who you are in your existence I don't know why you do that to yourself I'm sorry yeah anyway reassuring reassuring the person (laughs) no they're gonna play a drinking game with you I'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) I say it a lot (laughs) <laughs> breaking me jumping out we can't help it but, you know um, how you can say I'm sorry it could be so many different things yeah <laughs> depending on tone but yeah we go back to Samantha and her assistant who she catches being rude as hell to somebody on the phone so she comes over and basically hangs up for him and so you can't talk to my clients like that and he's rude to her too as even though she reminds him that she's the boss and i don't do you remember that other assistant that samantha had that young girl yeah i just said samantha you're too much of a bad bitch to put up with these people if i were her i would have fired him immediately but of course she thinks his rudeness is hot so yeah she's getting turned on by it so she doesn't fire him as she should have samantha <sighs> So we then go back to Miranda and Steve, and she it looks like she's kind of woken up in the middle of the night, and she's glaring at him, because he's literally got his head on her pillow, <laughs> practically under her armpit, <laughs> and she wakes him up to move him over to his side of the bed, and he jokes that, oh, like, we should get some paint and draw a line down the middle of the bed. Uh, but she's dead serious. She's not laughing. And I feel her. I'm sorry. I was so on Miranda's side this episode. Because we have a whole bed. Why are you here? Like, under my armpit. Like, <laughs> but again, maybe those are my issues. <laughs> but, um, so she says that she's tired of his stuff everywhere. And he says it'd be easier if she gave him a drawer. And she's incredulous, so she's like a draw. And then Steve, I don't know how Steve isn't picking up on any of these cues, because clearly Miranda's got a problem with him being in her space all the time. But he's not picking up, because he then goes, actually, what he really wants is to move in. (laughs) Miranda's freaked out. And I think, rightfully says, like, they haven't even been back back together that long. It's way too soon. And she feels suffocated because he's there all the time. Steve then gets really angry, gets up and storms out right after telling her that she's like the guy in the relationship. 
So, what did you think of this scene? Um, I agree with Miranda. I think, like, I agree with you, actually. I meant to say, like, it's reasonable to be freaked out. Like, she already has her issues with dating. I mm-hmm. think the only thing with me is, like, it's a disconnect. Like, mm-hmm. I know they're playing it up, like, you know, she, you know, she's not sure about Steve. They just got back. She does love him, but it's just, it's too much change quickly. Mm-hmm. But again, it's a disconnect to when she bought the apartment. Again, when they were she had the housewarming party, she said they told me that when I buy my own place, the husband will come. Mm-hmm. And then when she was folding sheets with um Carrie, um she was saying like I'd like to keep a man in my apartment. Maybe this time it'll stay or something like that. So now to transition to say oh she has fears and stuff, it was a little disconnect. So if those things hadn't happened. It's absolutely valid and would be in line with the Miranda character that they built. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I like my space. She has her routine. She likes to do things on Saturdays. Because I remember that was an issue with her and Steve the first go around where she wanted to do certain things at a certain time. But those little things that they've added in between now makes it seem like, okay, girl, this is the husband you claim you wanted. He's here now. Or not even a husband, but at least he's here and trying mm-hmm. to move in with you and not trying to do anything. So... What exactly do you want? But overlooking all of that, the creative thing, I think it's natural. Like, it's maybe what you actually want, but you're just freaking out because it's actually happening, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I actually think I disagree with you. I do actually think it's realistic because, especially when you've been single for a while and you haven't lived with anyone, you have this idea in your head of what you want. Like, I want to be with someone and have a husband in the house, blah, blah, blah. But then the reality of it, because you're not used to it, it can freak you out, and then you push against it. And like you said, is this what I actually wanted or not? (laughs) So I actually think they got that disconnect. They did it well for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah. I can overlook that. Yeah, I can can see that. That, that. That's not wrong at all. That's true. But it was just a little, eh, when Steve was like, it's like you're the guy sometimes. I get what he's saying, but again, in 2021, it's like, ooh. Do you know what? Everything about this just resonated with me because I have also been told at, like, a man, actually, actually not from, no, I have had it from people I've dated, and even my own friends. So I was like, oh, my gosh, you're such a guy. And I don't think I am at all. I don't think there's anything wrong with, like, being assertive in some areas I don't understand how that makes me like a man in a relationship but hey we is, all abide by gender roles in some way don't we is that what they mean when they say like is the assertiveness yeah that is like that's that's I, always oh. been the what prompts that statement I'm laughing because literally just like three weeks ago one of my friends <laughs> because someone kept texting me and I was getting irritated (laughs) because one thing I hate I'm sorry you know when you're talking to a man and I'm not a big texter you already know this about me I would literally rather just talk to somebody for like an hour a week and then we all keep it pushing but someone just kept texting me and you're not texting anything interesting hey how are you good hey what you up to fight I'm just like we're not having a conversation this is just irritating like you texted me every five hours like hey what, what are you up to so I was with a friend and I like looked at my phone and I sighed dramatically like, oh, <laughs> and she's like, what? And I'm like, this is so annoying. Like, don't text me. Just leave me alone. If you want to talk, talk. And she's like, man, you, you are such a man. And I was like, but how does that make really? me a man? Because I don't want to be irritated and I want an actual conversation <laughs> and not nonsense check-ins that don't really mean anything to me right now. So in that kind of experience, I get that a lot. So. <laughs> well that's interesting because I don't I don't even think that I would attribute that to a man thank you so thank that's you. very interesting so for me when he said oh you're like the guy I'm just thinking like he meant like emotionally like a little closed up because Miranda can be can be abrasive I guess yes. and yes. I'm thinking back in the day or even sometimes for what people think femininity is is thinking like oh my god you did this oh i'm so grateful oh you this and she's not so it's like a guy wants to move into you and move in with you instead of you to be all excited y'all like i need my space i need this whatever that's why i said i know what he meant but it's not okay because everyone is you know different and stuff so that's what i was to it but not i think 
think a lot that, of women are irritated by men who say stuff, so I don't know why they would say like a you man. Know what it they is? don't even respond. <laughs> it's tying back to what you just said. I feel like if, as a woman, you don't act like you're overjoyed for male attention, people kind of ascribe that to, like, being masculine. Do you know what I mean? Like how you just said, they they think women should be so excited, like, to be like have male attention, just all of that, and Miranda being abrasive and sometimes not being sure that she wants him in that space all the time to him. So I don't actually think they're completely different. I do think they tie in in weird ways. But yeah. So um, Miranda and Carrie attend a goddess fitness exercise class. This scene I just thought was pointless. So could I kept that? But anyway, <laughs> it made me laugh because yes. Miranda don't know how to pop her hip, and I don't know what she was doing. She's having a seizure. But it did not advance the storyline in any way, is what I mean. But yeah, that's well, the it kind of did. In, in the way. way that she was bothered by what Steve said. She could have I'm gone talking about the actual exercise class. Oh, I thought you said <laughs> meant the scene, sorry. No, no, I'm talking about the actual exercise class. I'm just like, why was this necessary? <laughs> but yeah. So well, they're, they're waving ribbons around and trying to get in touch with their inner goddess, blah, blah, blah. Her and Carrie clearly aren't getting it. So they leave. And while they're walking, Miranda's talking to Carrie about how she just basically is not a girly girl, just for want of better words. And she says she really loves Steve. And you can see how sincere she is. And Carrie says there's always one person in charge of a relationship. And in this case, that person is Miranda. And I I don't know. I just really felt Miranda this episode. It's like when you love someone, you really like someone, but you're finding it hard to let down your barriers and let the person in. And you just always feel like you're constantly doing the wrong thing. That's just what I got from her. I thought it was very, very relatable. But yes, you had a comment about this scene, so I'm listening. No, I think it, I, I think it was. I, um, I just think it was fear. I don't. I yes. don't know. It was. It was just fear. Like this is what I've been asking for. It's here now, and oh my god, am mm-hmm. I making the right thing? Am I not gonna get hurt? But yeah. Yes. And then Miranda then goes back to her apartment and it's empty because Steve isn't there and she looks incredibly unhappy. We then go to Charlotte's (laughs) storyline. So she's agreed to be photographed by Baird. So she's dressed up as a man, meaning she's literally just slicked back her hair and put on a fake mustache. Looking (laughs) like a damn Charlie Chaplin. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So she's like unsure because it's Charlotte she's like oh, I don't think I can pull this off and Beth is like you know what think of yourself as a hot man who can get any woman that he wants and she says she's gonna need a bigger sock in her crotch so he tries to be sexy by shoving a huge sock down her pants and this clearly gives Charlotte the confidence that she needed because she all of a sudden makes the first move with Beth kisses him and they have sex and Carrie tells us that Charlotte became a chick with balls honestly guys this storyline is very stupid so I'm gonna even wrap it up so the end (laughs) of Charlotte's storyline we see her putting up a pic one of Baird's photos on her wall with her dress up as a man and she basically tells us that oh we get a voiceover that she never called Baird again (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh because she was embarrassed exactly by making the first move oh Charlotte's a grown woman Tade, a grown woman oh my gosh yeah so but see, she strongly believes in gender roles quote yes unquote, so very very yeah you know, I know we've said this before but when they really try to force every storyline to fit in with the theme of the episode it just cracks <laughs> me up because sometimes they fail so spectacularly um, Samantha and her useless assistant are back with us and Samantha tells him to deliver some invitations to the printers and he's basically like I'll get to it when I get to it she's like oh, this is urgent and they're going back and forth and then the phone rings again and he is again mad rude <laughs> to whoever's on the other line and then she basically is like yeah you're fired 
but the good news is now I can fuck you. And they start making out and yeah, she basically orders him to fuck her on top of the table. Just like anyway, you know what? Let's just let it go because we all know the ethics are iffy there. So again, guys, that's the end of Samantha's storyline. Nothing meaty for her to do. Let's just hope that changes, please. So back to Miranda and Steve. <laughs> Sorry, did you have anything to say about Samantha's storyline no, before I move on? Okay. So we go back to Miranda and Steve, and Miranda arrives home late to Steve, who's already in her apartment because she's invited him over for dinner that she's going to cook for him. Okay, this is a TV trope that I've never really understood. Why do people try and cook for people when they don't cook? Like, you don't cook. So so this is why... I felt like maybe the exercise scene and it's a TV trope because as much as we're aware and we're enlightened and we know stuff, there are just some societal things that just stay in your subconscious. Mm -hmm. So in your mind, it's the thing like when you say something like wife material, the first thing people think of maybe back in the day, if you think about it, even now you see people cook, put it on social media and then caption it wife material. Yeah, that's true. So it's just subconscious. Like, Oh, if you're so, you know, being playing the part of what a good girlfriend or wife should be, it's being in lingerie, being in positions, feeding their stomach and being a damsel in distress or whatever. And you have to admit, and you have to remember that again, this was how many years ago. So Yes, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Because I remember a few years ago, I was having a conversation with my mother, and I told her that sometimes I tell guys that I'm talking to that I don't know how to cook when I first meet them. (laughs) And guys, I can cook. I can cook very well. And she was so horrified. (laughs) She's like, why would you do that? And I'm like, because I don't want a man who's looking for a house, like a housewife or a maid. I want to know that you're trying to date me because you like me, not because you're looking for somebody to cook and clean for you, because that's never going to be me. So let's just from the beginning, (laughs) let's sift those men out. Because some men, I don't get it. Like, I was like, why are men always so hungry? Why are they always looking for someone to cook for them? I don't get it. So, and I had done that before, but she was so horrified. And she was like, promise me you'll never do that again. How could you? And I was just like, it's not that deep. But she clearly did think it was that deep because, like you said, that would definitely write me off being the wife material. Um, but th- see, but then the- with our older our parents or the older generation, I can even understand. But the mm-hmm. fact that it still exists with people oh, yeah. in our, our generation, this part mm-hmm. that's just like, wow, we have Uber Eats now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> or even, let's take it even further, Blue Apron and HelloFresh, if you want to leave see, a that requires cooking. them to cook. So I'm saying, like, Uber Eats, you can order what you want, and it comes fully prepared, and you can eat. So Yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so um, Miranda is clearly flustered, and she keeps apologizing. And then uh, this, I also feel like this only ever happens in movies. Um, a jar of marinara sauce falls out from her grocery bag and shatters and splats all over the floor. And <laughs> that is the last straw. I don't, you always see that in movies, but anyway. And, but um, do you know why it happens? Because they don't use plastic bags on TV. It's yes. all fucking paper bags that look uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so she starts freaking out, and Steve is just really sweet, being Steve. And she is basically in tears, and she's like, she's just freaked out about him, like finding out that she's stubborn, she can't cook, she. She doesn't do the laundry frequently enough. Just all the things actually you were saying, Tay. <laughs> actually, I didn't remember that, but yeah. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, she's just scared that, like, she's going to drive him away, basically, because she can't do, like, regular domestic stuff. And Steve is just so sweet in that scene, and he hugs her and just basically really reassures her and says that he's not going anywhere and they'll figure it out together. And... Miranda starts crying and clearly was supposed to think, oh, maybe she is the woman in a relationship after all. Ah, but, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Knowing the Sex and the City producers. Exactly. 
So yeah, that was the end of that scene. So yeah, we go back to our beloved Carrie and Sean. They are going to his friend's apartment to a party and they climb a whole bunch of stairs to get there. And when they get there, it's obviously a party in full swing. So a lot of very young people. Carrie looks noticeably older than everybody there. And And overdressed. Yeah, she's wearing like gold knee-high boots, a a black pleather dress and a huge white bow. Not bow, white flower. That flower, when I saw it, it just brought back so many memories. And I actually meant to say it, I think, in season, in episode one of this season, that that flower just unlocked everything because that was such a thing for some time. Everyone had huge flowers that we wore on everything, on blazers, on dresses, and it was all because of Sex in the City. The Sex in the City effect. It's the same how people all of a sudden want to cosmopolitans all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, it just made me laugh. Did you ever do the flower thing? Or no? no. Oh. I'm not even a fashionable person, so no, I never did. Oh, stop. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. To oh, no, it was. It was every store, like huge... Uh, I'm going to dig up some pictures and send them to you. <laughs> yes, there was a flower on everything. But Sean introduces her to Mark, who is the guy that he mentioned before that he dated, and Mark's new partner and their baby. And randomly, Alanis Morissette is there. <laughs> yeah. This is just, anyway, yeah. I, I really loved Alanis Morissette back in the day. I was such a jagged little pill fan but um basically everyone has dated everybody at some time in the past and they've clearly um Alanis Morissette's character like is now a lesbian in a relationship and Carrie looks like so confused and she's like oh my gosh like this person's dated let me get this straight and I'm just like you guys are doing a lot but that yeah party, it was doing the most they were doing the most but that party it could it kind of reminded me a little bit of college. I feel like it wasn't that unusual to be in a group where someone used to date this person and that person, especially certain types of people. <laughs> so it wasn't that unrealistic to me, but they were just forcing it a little bit too much to like yeah. obviously fit the theme. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> somebody holds up a bottle and is like, oh, it's time to play. Spin the bottle, guys. <laughs> These are adults. We're adults. very excited to play Spin the Bottle. And I'm just like, do people play Spin the Bottle after the age of like 14, 15? People still do that? <laughs> <laughs> but guys, Big Mummy Carrie is in a circle playing Spin the Bottle with a bunch of 26-year-olds, I guess. And then we see like them playing and the first few kisses are like boy-girl kisses. And then Alanis Morissette spins the bottle, and of course it stops at Carrie, who she's lights up her cigarette. She's like, oops, it's a girl, spin again. And Alanis Morissette is like, oh, it's okay. And leans forward and gives her, like, it was a very short kiss. Yeah. My main thought was, you're getting a mouthful of cigarette smoke. I don't know about you. <laughs> <laughs> that was I the first we- thing I thought about. Mm-hmm. For me, I was just surprised that Sarah Jessica Parker did that. Yes! I was just really, really surprised. Because I'm like, what? But <laughs> it was... Sh- it, he it had was the like all the, over your head. But mm-hmm. a woman is good for you. <laughs> but it was like the barest of kisses. Like, literally yes, the was. lips just touched. So, Carrie then basically says, oh, the kiss wasn't too bad. It's kind of like eating chicken. And I will say... I, in my head canon, I really don't think this is the first time Carrie's kissed a girl. She seems like the type to have kissed a girl when she was in college. Because Carrie, she just gives me the vibe of someone who tries to fit in, even though she pretends she's too cool to fit in. I feel like she would have kissed a girl before this, in college. But anyway. And then she gathers her things up... (laughs) And she said, like, oh, I'm going to go get more cigarettes to Sean. And she basically leaves. And then we find out in a voiceover that she was going to take her hot, old, far ass home. And that was the last time she saw Sean. And that was the end of the episode. <laughs> she never had the decency to break up with him. <laughs> no, 
And honestly, I just feel like Sean, he had a lucky escape, so I'm not even mad. I'm sure he wasn't that pressed <laughs> in the grand scheme of things <laughs> because she was doing too much from the beginning. But yeah, it was just, that was the episode, guys. I'm sorry. I know I feel like I was very negative, but I didn't have much positive to say, but I did love Miranda and Sue's storyline because it resonated with me. So <laughs> it was a nice change. Yeah, I feel like Sex in the City is at its best when it tackles, like, not that, you know, encountering a bisexual man isn't real life situations. It's just the way Carrie handled it was just absolutely not real life or how you should handle it. Like, yeah. really, you shouldn't go along with anything that you're uncomfortable with but Miranda's situation is like you know one of the real life relationship issues that a lot of women you know face and she handled it as most or on average how people would handle it and then Charlotte's storyline I don't not realistic um, Samantha's probably realistic but I think appealing to the average person like yes Samantha's is bordering on inappropriate actually it is inappropriate Mm -hmm. so who's going to associate with that? So that's why Miranda's just stood out. But in previous seasons, they've done better in, in having all the women in relatable situations and they come together and all that kind of stuff. But yep. they're struggling with that this season. Yes, for sure. So sticking through this, like, guys, like, <laughs> so we're only four episodes in, but it's been a grind. But, you know, here's hoping it all picks up. And I think it will, because we're going to be introduced to some staple Sex and the City characters this season. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So, Tane, can you please tell the people where they can find us? Yes, you can find us at the Rewatch Times 2. That is T-H-E-R-E-W-A-T-C-H-X-2. That's our handle on Twitter, handle on Instagram. And if you want to send us an email, just at gmail.com. And please subscribe and rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for listening and we hope to see you next week. Bye. Bye.